0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm your guest bailiff when the judge vacations in vacation Land, USA. Monty Belmonte from WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, troll o contendere. Charlie brings the case against her boyfriend, Brandon. Brandon says that if a friend posts an opinion or thought on social media, he's entitled to respond with his own thoughts. Charlie says this calling out has gone too far hashtag wtf hashtag stfu hashtag you're embarrassing me who's right who's wrong who is about to have their relationship status changed only one man can decide please rise as judge john hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference
1: take wrong turns talk to strangers open unmarked doors and if you see a group of people in a field Go find out what they are doing. Do things without always knowing how they'll turn out. You're curious and smart and bored, and all you see is the choice between working hard and slacking off. There are so many adventures that you miss because you're waiting to think of a plan. To find them, look for tiny, interesting choices. And remember that you are always making up the future as you go. Guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, please swear them in. Charlie,
0: Brandon, please raise your right hands. Actually, raise your right thumbs. Like, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth? And you won't believe what happens at two minutes and 48 seconds. So help you Mark Zuckerberg or whatever.
2: I do. I do.
0: Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his Twitter avatar looks like he's about to smack down haters with a ukulele?
3: I do. I do.
0: Thank you, Judge John
1: Hodgman. Status update. What's on your mind? Guest bailiff Monty Belmonte coming to you live on digital audio tape from Mm. WRSI, the river in Massachusetts. This is John Hodgman coming to you live on audio tape from WERU-FM in Blue Hill, Maine. We are reuniting what was once all and only Massachusetts for this vacation land podcast nice to hear from you again monty uniting the whole commonwealth that's entirely true of course maine was a part of massachusetts until 1820 when the missouri compromise uh spat off two new states maine and guess what missouri in order to prevent the civil war from happening didn't work but we got an extra two states out of it Nice. Uh, and now here I am talking to my old friend from Massachusetts, Monty Belmonte, and also uh, a couple of fighting weirdos that we're going to talk to in a minute. Monty, I uh, I almost did not understand your cultural reference when you started talking about thumbs up and you won't believe what will happen. I thought you were maybe having a stroke.
0: No. But, you know, you're more of a Twitter guy and yeah. I'm more of a Facebook guy. I basically yeah. only am on Twitter to follow what you're up to.
1: Yeah, which is not much these days because I am truly... Hiding out in in New England with very little internet. That's why I have to come to the great radio station WERU and talk to the great radio station WRSI, because sometimes it turns out radio stations know what they're doing yeah. in terms of making uh, non-visual entertainment. They, uh, they're <laughs> professionals, as opposed to these uh, Skype monsters like uh, me. Now, Charlie and Brandon, I'm sorry, you've been standing up all this time. You may be seated for an immediate... Summary judgment. You heard Monty Belmonte's confusing uh, cultural reference. Now it's time to see if you can identify mine. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either you, Charlie, or you, Brandon, name for me the piece of culture that I was referencing as I entered the courtroom? I'm going to give you a hint. I don't know what it's from, but I know who said it. All I need to know is who said it. Charlie, you are the plaintiff. Sorry, Brandon. Charlie, you bring you bring this case before my court, so you will get the first crack at it. Can you can you name the person whom I was qu- quoting? I think that's correct. Use of whom we'll find out from the internet later.
2: I, without any confidence, will guess Kurt Vonnegut.
1: Hmm. No, but uh, that was the sound that I was making. That was the sound of a ball being hit in a ballpark, kind of. Brandon, can you name the person who was speaking that I was quoting?
3: Uh, I cannot. I think huh. it, it probably is Harry Carey. No, it's
1: not Harry Carey. Holy can cow. I guess? Monty, you it's rather unorthodox, but it is vacation. Let's do it. Is it Baz Lerman? No, it's not Baz.
0: Ugh, I thought it was like that pithy advice that he gives in that graduation song that was really popular in the mid nineties.
1: No, incorrect the sunscreen and, thing. And an extra an extra demerit to you, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, for stepping on the reveal that I know oh. who I knew who Harry Carey was and I knew to say, "Holy cow!" <laughs> One of my rare moments of knowing what a sports person is talking about. No, you're both wrong, um, and I think that probably there was no chance of you getting it. Well, I don't know, perhaps. The person I was quoting was Randall Munro. Now, Randall Munro, if you don't know, and you should, uh, is a former uh, NASA physicist turned web comic entrepreneur. And he runs a, uh, he is the creator of a very popular webcomic called XKCD. And the author of a book of scientific hypotheticals that is so charming and wonderful called What If?, now, if you don't know XKCD, you should go to XKCD.com and you might even put a forward slash and then a number 386 to see perhaps his most famous comic from his series of web comics. This one is from 2008 and it involves a single panel, as it often does, and uh, uh, stick figures uh, drawn uh, with, a, with a naive charm by Randall, I presume. And it shows a person sitting at a computer and some of the nerds already know this one because 386, that's the best one. And off screen or off panel, his partner wife or husband or whoever it might be says, are you coming to bed? And the person at the computer says, I can't. This is important. And the person off panel says, what is? And the computer user says someone is wrong on the internet. (laughs) Also known as S-I-W-O-T-I if you see that on various discussion boards and uh, and comment threads it has now become a very well-known uh, internet uh, term to describe the uh, pathology that you feel and i don't and i'm not saying some i'm saying you i'm saying you meaning all of universal humanity who uses the internet that you feel when you see that someone has said something that is wrong and you are inclined and sometimes do stay up all night arguing with them to zero effective purpose, which is the subject of this very case. Is it not, Charlie?
2: Yes, Your Honor, you are correct.
1: All right, Charlie, you are bringing your boyfriend, Brandon, to this court. Is that correct? Your boyfriend?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Of 2.5 years.
2: That is also correct. All right. That's so you know,
1: but... what do how do I know everything, Brandon? <laughs> I know I know you like to talk without being asked questions oh sorry judge yeah and well you like you know what you uh you like to follow that advice of randall munro you like to uh you like to take wrong turns and talk to strangers and open unmarked doors both on the internet and here you uh you want to have your say i get it you're gonna have your say but first we're gonna talk to charlie your uh your romantic partner of 2.5 years uh who finds your habit of using the internet wrong is that correct
2: Yes, in this manner on Facebook. I
1: All do. right. So what what's he doing? Or maybe I'll put it this way. What would you like me to order him not to do anymore?
2: Well, to be fair to what I would like in my favor, I should probably introduce the core of the problem if that is OK with the court. Sure. OK. Uh, Brandon keeps...
1: Are you introducing along. the core of the problem? Well, I wouldn't be so presumptuous to say it's the crux. the crux. No,
2: that's not my my role. I would not dare do that.
1: You're the, gonna... you're the you're the giver and I'm the crux finder, right?
2: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: All right. We're on it. Go. Okay. And I'm the key master.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so very good, uh, Monty. Good boy. My I bring this case to the court because Brandon keeps intellectually challenging content he sees in his feed on Facebook. And I think that is not good etiquette. Um, I admire him and how he challenges people um, like when we are together in real life uh, on false logic and tries to write wrongs in a very kind way. But in the Facebook world, it makes me very uncomfortable and I don't think that people can't handle it. So right, now
1: we've said Facebook yes. a number of times, so I'm just going to stipulate that we're going to talk about this p- particular social media service. Even oh, though right. normally we try not to mention it. I, look, it's summertime. Who cares? <laughs> you, think, you think Facebook cares one way or the other? What am I doing? Pooping all over Periscope because we're talking about Facebook right now. Everyone's getting a share of this action. So Brandon is confrontational in life and on the Internet. You don't care so much in life, but you do care on the Internet. How specifically is he confrontational on the Internet in a way that drives you bananas?
2: Well, I mean, I think you've seen in the evidence that I've submitted, um, we have the full spectrum of people that we know on Facebook. We have very intelligent, prudent uh, people in our mm-hmm. feed, mm-hmm. and we also have people with Dum-dums. absolutely no filter and <laughs> no. maybe should not ever yeah. post ever.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and they, and they know who they are, right? Well, they're listening just, to this, and they're like, "Oh, I never knew."
2: <laughs> well, I let's never just say that I Charlie didn't felt tell that I anybody, dumb just dumb. in case. <laughs> I kept so, this confidential. Just,
1: just in to case. clarify, just to clarify, we will look in more detail at the evidence in a moment. But you're saying that Brandon gets into fights with people he knows on Facebook,
2: yes, over such are...
1: issues as. As Political every, views? You said false logic. What does that mean?
2: Uh, especially if someone's parroting a popular opinion without actually, you know, taking that in, inter- internally, thinking it over for themselves, coming up with their own opinion. They will just, you know, uh, just stamp it in, into their own profile and say, yes, I'm for this without really – you can, clearly they haven't really thought it through.
1: Or okay, if they have,
2: it, so, I mean, it's sad if that's
1: oh, what they okay. like. Really, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking at the evidence that you sent in of a couple of uh, of comment threads after a couple of um, predictably banal and pointless Facebook posts. <laughs> <laughs> the, sort of, the sort of thing that makes me very glad I don't really use Facebook very often. Although you go to Facebook.com slash Hodgemania, it's a great uh, community of Judge John Hodgman and General Hodgman fans. And I occasionally post over there. But for the most part, we have one here that Brandon gotten into a fight over, I guess. The the post is cops. It's a picture of some uh, police officers uh, booking some bicyclists with the caption, cops pull over and ticket 26 bicyclists at once for running a stop sign. Share if you agree with the cops. And a number of people talking about this is from June 9th, it looks like maybe of this year talking about how how it's, this is good because bicyclists should be uh should be held to the same standard as motorists and share the road properly and not run stop signs and brandon comes in and says i'm not so sure and says that uh and then he has some other things to say and then there's another one which is uh which is a uh a, a a picture of a woman in her underwear uh, cooking something in a pan and the misogynistic caption, this is what you want to see when you walk into the kitchen. And somebody says, I think that's misogynist. And Brandon says, I'm not so sure or something. <laughs> Just basically, I'm not so sure. There's some other opinion. I don't really see what the logical fallacies are that he's correcting here. But basically, he's mixing it up on Facebook. And you would like him to stop for reasons that we will explore. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that is correct.
1: And now Brandon... How old are you?
3: Uh, hi, Judge. Uh, I am thirty-four.
1: That's great. Thirty-four years old. And how old is Charlie?
3: Uh, I'm. She had plaintiff should answer that question. I can get in trouble with that kind of stuff. <laughs> I am also Charlie, thirty-four. How, we are
1: both you're, thirty-four. You're both thirty-four years old. Okay, and you and you live, t- you live together, right? You cohabit, you cohabitate, but are not married. Correct. Okay, and uh, and you have occupations.
2: Yes, I'm in marketing.
1: Okay, and Brandon.
3: Uh, objection, relevance. I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, that Over, was just a Overruled. Joke. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I like it though. Nice try.
3: Uh, I've just watched a lot of Law and Order. Okay. So I, yeah, um, me I too. work in the engineering field in, uh, uh, Bay Area, California.
1: Okay. And so now you, you, I, I noticed from your original affidavit that you guys are now living in what you would call the Silicon Valley world. Is that, was that yes. more or less accurate? The high tech yes. Northern California world? Correct. Right, and but you are from where originally, Charlie? Um,
2: we are both from the South. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm also from Texas. Uh, Twenty years.
1: Tw- Twenty years in Texas.
3: Yeah, right. And before that, I lived in like many other states in the s- uh, southeast, but mm-hmm. the majority of my life in Texas, so I consider myself a Texan.
1: Right, and Texans are are famous for their conciliatory nature, and their. <laughs> their unlikelihood to to mix it up over a topic of dispute they're just like oh whatever you say that's i think that's the motto of texas isn't it monty yeah texas let's all get along yeah if you say so (laughs) all right fair enough brandon you've heard that charlie would like me to order you to stop i guess posting on facebook or responding to people on facebook is that right charlie
2: Yes. If you were to rule in my favor, I would like that he would just unfollow these unsavory persons and then he wouldn't have to be bothered by it.
1: Right. So Charlie wants you to unfollow these dum-dums that you're mixing it up with and to knock off this behavior. Why is that wrong, Brandon?
3: You know, I'm an, I'm an honest person and I just feel the need to be very transparent. I believe that Facebook uh, exists for people to connect with each other in all sorts of ways. And I In parallel, believe that people don't really govern themselves very well on the internet, and they are very quick to impulsively post things that are maybe socially inappropriate but very commonplace on the internet. I see an issue with that. I try to, uh, you know, address anything that I see uniquely and respectfully, and I do not push these um, such issues. Like I don't bring them up. I'm not a troll, and I don't seek out negativity or. I don't seek out to to promote uh, divisive issues that you might find in the news, but I do respond if it's presented to me sometimes. And I don't, I think that that's completely acceptable if there's an element of respect involved. I see value and accountability.
1: Now, Charlie, in her initial letter to this court, suggested that you get riled up on Facebook several times a week. Does that sound about right? Uh... I mean, there she, is there is a judgment implied. In wild, up, but.
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. I guess so. I suppose. Okay.
1: and 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 who submitted these two these two exemplars? Cops pull over and ticket twenty six bicyclists, and this is what you want to see when you walk into the kitchen. Who who submitted these for my consideration? Was it you, Charlie?
2: I I did submit them, but I had we had a mutual agreement over those pieces of evidence before submission. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what Brandon, what was it about these two that allowed you to agree? I'd be curious to see the ones she wanted to submit that you didn't agree to.
3: Uh, well, actually, two. So it's kind of a uh, my own worst enemy and my own best asset. Uh, my degree of honesty dictates for me that if she wanted to submit whatever she wanted, as long as it didn't, you know, call out specific people's names or say anything negative about my family, then I would be OK with any of the things she wanted to submit.
1: So you... You responded to cops stopping bicyclists by saying maybe the cops are not prioritizing correctly.
3: Um uh, yeah. I mean I, I the what what the story was is it was like these these group of bicyclists recreationally going through a neighborhood ran a residential stop sign, and a cop pulled them over and wrote each one of them like a $5 ticket, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, my issue with that, at that time, that was I can posted. see
1: why you would get very upset.
3: <laughs> exactly. I, I don't even know why we're here. I, so, so the thing is, what happened, like and maybe the weekend before or a week before, we were—our kids were eating dinner, and through a maybe— 10 feet away plate glass window or sliding glass window was a car parked in front of our house in front of our home with these really creepy guys looked like they were going to do some sort of drug deal they were just hanging out there for hours like the car doors open the cars full of garbage it was creepy enough i never called the police we called the police and we said hey we you know we really think something weird's going on out here we got a couple of kids under 10 years old can you come and take a look they said they could be there in four hours.
1: You saw some creeps. You called the cops. Nothing happened. And you're mad that they took a bicyclist. It
3: wasn't that. It wasn't that nothing happened. I'm glad nothing happened. But they, the cop, the, the person. Why on the did phone you call the, the police, police station? Them? We called the police. Say, so, hey, man, plaintiff, plaintiff agreed with me. This is not.
2: I'm, I did agree. I, I thought they were a threat to our home. I called the, the city. We are in a big city. I called and I was like, hey Uh guys, can you just come by? And they were like, sorry, it'll be four hours. Four
3: hours. So this is what he's using for. So then when I find out that the guy's like, yeah, we need to crack down on the bicyclist in the suburbs, in a residential neighborhood. Those guys are ruining America. I say, maybe not. I say there are more important things for the cops to do, and that's why I disagree. There you go. Is
1: this the same... I can't believe I'm getting drawn into this internet argument. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Is this the same? Is this the same police force? Police department?
3: I would assume so, based on the...
1: Because the bicyclists were in a suburb. You're in what city?
3: San
2: Jose.
1: In San Jose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure there are many police officers in San Jose who listen to this podcast. Thank you for your service, gentlemen and women.
3: Right, and they do a great job, but I'm saying like as they have prioritized, you know, they are doing extremely important things. And writing a five dollar ticket to a bunch of people who are just going to get irritated and it's not going to change your behavior—that's a silly thing to like promote and be like, yeah, you know, and this is this is a big deal. I like, guess it's absolutely not a big deal. That's why the tickets are five dollars. So that was all my only point there, but I was respectful about it. So you're kinda. saying, so
1: you're saying. So first of all, you're saying that the police uh, did not prioritize correctly because they did this this one thing that was not the specific thing you asked them to do, which was to respond promptly to a non-crime that was not happening outside your house.
3: That's correct. Right.
1: Okay. (laughs) Now, your expression of that is obviously yours to express, but you expressed it specifically in reaction to other people saying, I'm glad the police did this thing. Which was ticket these bicyclists because these are probably anti bike motorists, right? Who hate bikes for cutting them off all the time and whatever, and they're a bunch of creeps themselves, right? Yeah. Now, what were you hoping to gain? I mean, other than venting, were you were you hoping to to gain something here? That's what I'm trying to understand. Hmm.
3: Was I hoping? What was I hoping to gain? Um, I when I communicate something like that, I would like to open somebody's mind because I feel in my Interpretation at that time of that post was the inspiration was, and I and I don't know this, I didn't go into that person and validate it from them, but it was that they're drilling down on a non-issue, even though nothing happened in front of my house, yeah, that presented a substantial degree of danger, and I should say something wait, else.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Are are you guys sending these Facebook posts to the police department or to? the internal affairs, or to your city government, or to the ombudsman of the newspaper?
3: No, I I just accept.
1: Let me ask you a question. You're venting your frustration that the police did not come to your house to respond to a non-crime, and these people are venting their frustration that bicyclists don't stop at stop signs. What makes your frustration more meaningful than their frustration?
3: I guess it doesn't, you know, and and I don't really claim that it does.
1: Brandon? Let's move on to the next post yes judge. this this is the one that is a a picture. Well, why don't you describe it? What's happening here and what you felt you needed to say
3: judge and pictured in the in the Facebook post is a female uh with she's not wearing pants, she's wearing a shirt and she's cooking, so like no pants and cooking and uh this the caption says this is what you want to see when you walk into the kitchen and that's close. Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so, so that's what somebody posted. Uh, Also,
1: also she's a woman.
3: It's a woman. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like personally like the use of the word female as a noun like describing a woman. It's very,
2: either. it's, it's, it's
1: it's pretending to be respectful, but it ends up coming off differently. I'm not suggesting Uh that you were doing this Brandon, but to me, it's you, you often hear it lots of times with, Regard to law enforcement, two females were walking. It's like two women. Just say women. That's anyway. That's just me. All right. So, so, so you see this thing, and there are comments. And can you characterize the comments, and then characterize your reply?
3: Yeah, I mean, the the person that posted this has, you know, he's, of course, on Facebook, his girlfriend is on Facebook, and family members are on Facebook surrounding this couple. So some of the comments say, ha, 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 and and they're jokey and that kind of thing. Um, But then there's one from his girlfriend's cousin. Uh, Uh And the cousin is like, I can't believe you're being so disrespectful. You should be, you know, treating... Uh, my cousin, like a queen and, you know, so on and so forth. And then uh, he responds kind of like, like having to, like in a comment, correct everything, but just says, I treat her like a queen, you know, let's take this offline. If you want to talk to me kind of a thing.
1: All right. So the two cousins are getting into a fight and you know, these, these people.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: and so you weighed in and you say what?
3: I I just, I tried to be kid gloves in my response and I just said, I'm sure, I got to read it. I'm sure everyone posting comments here is a good person. I don't know all of you very well, but I think this is a good reminder that the things that we post online do indeed have a large audience and anyone who posts should consider their audience, especially if posting material that could be offensive.
1: And then what happened? Everyone said, oh, thank God you're here.
3: The guy, the guy was like, "Thanks for not." He he said, "Like, I appreciate the way you handled that. You didn't make me feel like a bad person," and I agree.
1: Which the first guy, the guy who posted the picture,
2: yes. yeah, yeah, that, yes, that's the, the misogynist. Guy. It, yeah, he
1: is. He is a bad person.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the picture is disgusting. May I, Your Honor? May I interject? Yes, Charlie. So this post was the basis of me unfollowing this person, and because he's a sure. mutual friend circle, I was just like this. I, I, I hate him now. And so I just unfollowed him. And that was that. And now I don't have let, to see let me
1: Let me say, there's a, a lapse of judgment for sure. I'm not going to say that this person is a bad person, but this, but I wouldn't have posted that personally. And I, I don't think you would have either, Brandon, right? Correct. Right. But it's interesting that you decided to, in this case, to weigh in and say, and not say, yeah, this is kind of gross, but say, hey, we're all, we're all good people. What, why were you trying to make peace with this image that I find offensive, and 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 maybe you do, or maybe you don't? Uh,
3: because I believe that when somebody, I believe that when people are in a physical social situation. So if I was to be standing in front of you right now, mm-hmm. I would know. And we were just meeting at like a social gathering. You and I would know what topics to broach with each other. We wouldn't come mm-hmm. in and talk about what we want women to do or do, you know that kind of stuff what mm-hmm. regardless of your the end of the day what you believe is not appropriate even if it's a good opinion Let's call it – if there's such thing as a good opinion, right? There's opinions.
1: Sure and, there is. Mine.
3: <laughs> and, you know, we would we would not talk about that stuff. We would not talk about politics or religion or, or whatever. But, you know, I think that people are – they don't govern themselves the same way online. And they they do things without thinking about it. They're almost like mental children online. And they do things without thinking about it. And so I feel –
1: Yeah, they me, accidentally express how they really feel. <laughs>
3: inappropriately in a, in the wrong setting with the wrong message to the wrong audience. If they were, no, I that, think it, go uh, ahead. Sorry.
1: I mean, in a, yeah, it's like you would prefer that they keep their misogyny secret.
3: <laughs> I would.
1: Charlie, I <laughs> what's interesting about Brandon is that, and I don't think I've ever encountered one before. He is, he is not a troll, right?
2: No, he's and, not. And
1: nor is he, nor is he, a, nor is he out there to mix it up on the internet. He's not throwing bombs. He's an internet conciliator. Yes. Which is something I've never, I think, experienced before. And yet, this behavior, as you wrote in the petition to this court, makes you pull your face. I don't know what that means. <laughs> What? So please What's explain this? what pull your like face Edward, means.
2: Like the scream, like Edward Edward Monk, you know, the famous yeah. painting, like, ah!
1: Sure. Edward That's Monk, uh, the, the the famous painting, The Scream, which is uh, which is parodied in the poster for the TV show Married, which uh, premieres its second season on July 17th, starring Nat Fax and Judy Greer, Brett Gelman, uh Sarah Burns, and yours truly, John Hodgman. Can't wait. That was a good segue, right? Yes. So by pull your face, you mean just uh, touch your face in anguish why does this bother you so much that he's doing this
2: because not only does it take place online and it would be really great if it was all packaged but then you know i love him and I, we share our lives together and so when this happens it then becomes an hour long discussion about oh my god i this happened and can you believe it don't you agree with me and then we unpack it and i don't i don't i don't want that i want it to stay on the internet and if If it's aggravating, I want to just close,
1: close the lid, walk away. Are you saying that Brandon gets aggravated to the point that he has to bring it up with you later on? Yes. Okay. Was this a specific example this 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 image of the woman cooking the, he, this where was you guys, one of them. sure it, it lived on how long did it live on in your life
2: <laughs> well as the comments kept coming and then mutual friends noticed and then it was a topic of discussion with me and uh, or between well, what, you know what third kind of parties things were people
1: say, what kinds of things were people saying to you well about of course it?
2: all the my uh, <laughs> women friends were like cheering his name for for you know moderating it i guess it's not really moderating, yeah. but you know whatever his the gesture that there was some sanity put in there but i i don't i don't think this person the original poster he's going to continue to be an idiot That it's not going to change anything
1: <laughs> and Brandon, can you can you point to a time when your internet conciliation i think that's a word can you, like actually fixed something? Have, has there been a time when someone was wrong on the internet and you made them say, Oh, you know what? I was wrong. Thank you for tone policing me.
3: Um, Sorry. Sorry, judge. I don't, I haven't, I, I can't, no, I have no idea It was a rhetorical
1: question. Obviously the answer is no.
3: <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
1: I mean, but so I guess, I guess what I'm asking is what, what do you get out of this, since we know that it is highly unlikely precisely because of the nature of the Internet, that it is unpoliced, that it is anonymous, that it allows people uh, to express stuff that they might not express face to face and makes them and and it perhaps um, undermines their judgment in that way. Right. And this is all this stuff is going to come out and 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 and. Uh, disagreements will bubble up and people will fight for its own sake and so on. Given that all of this is going to happen, this is a tide that you probably can't turn back with a few conciliatory or maybe a thousand conciliatory posts on Facebook. Still, you get something out of it. Can you tell me what you get out of it that is separate from whatever effectiveness you think it may or may not have?
3: Uh, yes, absolutely, Judge. Uh, so there's two things I get out of it. The first thing is, I think we all want to be heard sometimes. If you are in, mentally intrigued by an issue and you want to feel like you've communicated something and, and that you've been heard, that's one thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, just to playfully engage. I like to have playful debates. Plaintiff does not like to have that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is. And number two is, I actually care about the the guy that posted that. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. I think that I don't think that he's. There's been a lot of words said. I'm not here in judgment of the court. I, that would be, not be my disposition as the defendant. I think that the guy who posted that is probably a good guy, and he just made a stupid mistake. And having made stupid mistakes in the past, I think that it it behooves me, or it is a good thing, to show accountability in a respectful way. And maybe maybe that poster will take that into consideration. Maybe they will not. But either way, I feel like I'm fighting a good effort of non passive aggressive you know reality it's like how i how I would respond in if I was speaking to the guy you know um mm-hmm. does that make sense
1: it does charlie yes your do honor. you do do you shy away from playful debate
2: oh yes that's, Why? That's, uh it's very stressful for me <laughs> it creates a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. uh it, unless i it's really like a I don't feel like my intellect is up as being as <laughs> being judged. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, that makes me really uncomfortable. So, uh, I. Do you feel
1: I, that your intellect is being judged?
2: Well, yeah. In debate, I I hate debate for that reason because I feel like if I lose, then then I'm I am less than. Like it's worse than just losing mm-hmm. at a sport because then I don't know, well, whatever, it's a game. But if I lose a mm-hmm. the debate, that I'm then I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: That's how I so may I presume that your that your interactions online primarily are if you uh, you say something nice or you say nothing at all?
2: That's correct.
1: Right. And I'm I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy still on what blowback Brandon's behavior has on your actual everyday life.
2: On my everyday life, well, it, may I bring up yesterday's. Like I don't the, even
1: remember I, what happened. I, yet. Well, okay, I will allow it. I the, want to hear about okay. yesterday.
2: <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, depending on your frequency of Facebook feed checking, uh, you have like a mental digest or not. I, I don't. I, I glance, and if it's something uh, irritating, I just, it's gone. But yesterday, there were at least three things that were completely uh, inflammatory that were at least. Posted once or twice, and our our feed because we share share a friend group for the most part, mm-hmm. and and then it became an hour of like essentially he's not really debating because we we agree, which I think is also kind of funny because I'll just be like, yes, I agree, your opinions are true and right, and then I I guess
1: Brandon's are you mean?
2: Yeah, right. I, I mean we we make a great couple because yeah, we do generally agree on things, um, but my what we disagree at is how much it sinks in and affects our stress level in our real life
1: well it doesn't it doesn't affect brandon's stress level at all does it brandon
3: <laughs> it depends sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't
1: what's the one that got you most stressed out
3: well i believe that would probably be um one where it kind of got out of hand every i mean yeah. i'm a I'm not a perfect yeah. person. So I mean, every now and then, and I would say a frequency level. No,
1: I know that. Look, I know you're basically a good guy. You're not a perfect person. Every now and then you fall asleep and accidentally post misogynistic pictures. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I know you don't do that. That's your that's your friend. Yeah. But what uh, happened? What's the one that really got out of hand? Why I don't know why we really, wasted time with these other ones.
3: Yeah, don't, oh man. So I got. I know
1: really why we wasted time with was it because you wanted to pretend that this other one didn't happen. Now I really want to hear it.
3: <laughs> well, I told I told her last night. I was like, you know, you, that's probably your best example, so you should bring yeah. it up third. We didn't have pictures of it for reasons I will I will tell you. So, um, a family Now Before
1: prefer- we get to the crux that I just found, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> This is a family-friendly podcast. Absolutely. All right, go ahead.
3: Totally agree, Judge. Um, I'm picturing like uh, the jury being like a bunch of little kids. So I guess we don't have this isn't one of the courts. It is
1: actually. (laughs) What no one has ever, what I've never revealed is that for every time I do this podcast, I am (laughs) panel. 12 12 year olds (laughs) and they never say anything and they actually have no formal role on the court but they're here and they're doing and they're doing their their honest civic duty 12 angry 12s 12 angry 12 year olds all right okay that that bush has been beaten around enough what is it what is the one that got out of hand
3: There was a family member. Do you guys remember the issue? It was a a news story a couple months ago. And I would say, of the blowed up issues, that maybe once a year or really once ever, that was not maybe a couple in my entire life, Facebook Life, which admittedly Facebook has not been around that long. I'm going to stop rambling now. So the issue was do you remember the news story that was like the Indiana law that said, I don't, like the businesses don't have to do. Bit, do commerce.
1: You don't have to make cakes. You don't have to make cakes, to make cakes for people
3: couple. who are homosexuals or
1: whatever. Yeah, very controversial state ruling that suggested that people could opt out of treating other people as equal civil rights holders.
3: Exactly. So right. I had a family member um, who was approximately my age, and or he's still there. I still have a family member. But this person, this, this person. Um, he, Let me he guess. Posted, he said
1: something. What did he say?
3: He said— yeah. first, he said, he started out with, if you choose to be gay, that's, that was the first right. half of the sentence of a big brick <laughs> of garbage. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, so he posed, that was the beginning. And then it was, um, uh, basically copy paste, like kind of a Sean Hannity type yeah. rant about how America is going.
1: You to, still have family babies. in Texas. I get it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was, the how did it
1: get, amazing how did commentary. it get out of hand?
3: Well, I posted something and I kind of didn't handle it well. And when I say kind of, I mean, I really didn't handle it well. I said something. Well, you, along you said
1: something other than, hey, w- w- why can't we just all get along on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> you actually expressed an opinion.
3: I, I, I felt like I responded equally, which is not great. I didn't just like. I wasn't just like a troll. Uh, I kind of attempted, but I failed. Like I I attempted to be like, hey, this is what happened with me. So like a few years ago, I was really mean to one of my closest friends on Facebook and I really regret it, you know, because he came to me and he was really hurt, you know. So what I posted was something to that effect. I was like, hey, you know, I kind of decided not to be a um, uh, expletive deleted um, on Facebook. Maybe you should consider that as well. And then he responded. He was very upset. So he did not like – that I suggested that he was acting like an expletive deleted. Um, and then it got really bad from there. Uh, you know, I I accused him of being a half-wit. Uh, I literally... Mm-hmm. Which is funny. I think that's the most literary I get, is calling somebody a half-wit. And um, I might have been in a comic book or something. And then, so, I, I log off of Facebook, totally frustrated. Charlie is like, you should not have even gone there. And then the a relative's parent begins sending me a bunch of direct messages, very upset that her child had been publicly shamed in the way that I had publicly shamed.
1: Well yeah, poor room. him. Yeah. All he did a grown was adult. all he did was was uh was write down his toxic thoughts in a public forum.
3: Exactly. Thank you. He Thank shamed you. himself. Yes. Thank you.
1: Yeah, but why didn't you just? Why didn't you just not respond? Why didn't you just realize? Ugh,
3: this was, guy. I. It was a mistake. I mean, I think it well, was. A mistake. I'm
1: not. I'm not suggesting it was a mistake or not. I'm just saying. What what prevents you from turning this off? Because service off. Okay, because he's wrong. You know what you right. said at the beginning. Someone like on the internet is wrong, Charlie.
2: <laughs> yes, Your Honor.
1: Can't you turn off Facebook in your life? I do. Can't you often. let him? I mean, why don't you stop feeding this troll of a husband you have?
2: <laughs>
1: I have, and uh, and not respond and not look at the stuff that he's doing.
2: Well, I usually, uh, in all truth, I, I don't track what he does. I mean,
1: you say you say that you say that silly, pointless debate drives you crazy. That's the internet.
2: Y- well you know, I have a curated feed of things that don't irritate me (laughs) of flowers and niceness and cat videos and stuff. (laughs) Um, I, I, I admit that there are times because like he said, we have, we have family with vastly different viewpoints as us. And I think a lot of uh, maybe our generation and our side of the political issue do as well. And we, everyone has to deal with these persons and, You know, if I see it, I either unfollow or I close the tab, and I think about something else. But I think it because of who he is. He has this very strong character, and he he wants he fights for good. (laughs) He fights for good and justice, and I know it eats at him uh, because he cares. But at the same time, I think it comes at a cost of his sanity, and can sometimes dominate our conversations that could otherwise be about less stressful things.
1: Like what? What would you rather talk about?
2: I, I don't know. New ways to cook potatoes. I don't know. Something really non-controversial. I mean, I'm actually...
3: Objection. Okay.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Another.
3: No, I just... Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I,
1: you know... I, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, one quick question. Sir? Uh, are, you, are you a member of Gamergate? Uh, what? Okay, good. I think I've heard everything that I need to in order to render my decision. I, I'm going to go into my virtual chambers in Second Life and thus ensure total solitude for me. And I will come back in a moment to make my decision.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Charlie, the plaintiff, keep referring to our feed. On Facebook. Do you have a shared Facebook account? Ew,
2: no, no, no. No, that's gross. No.
0: Yeah, uh, that is I, gross.
2: I, ju- I totally judge people for that. No, it's just that we have a lot of common, you know, we're, we're friends with each other's families. Most. It's like, Why don't you just... Go ahead.
0: Just block him on Facebook and <laughs> just talk to him in real life.
2: Oh, no, I couldn't. It, you bring up a good point, but I, I couldn't. I'm still a little curious... Uh, I but guess isn't I kinda the, like to watch the train wreck sometimes. Yeah, but
0: isn't bit. the beauty of social media that you can make these snarky, whiny, like self righteous indignation comments without consequence or like intervention from your, you know, life partner?
2: Well, I, I don't I only post nice niceness that well, right. all can share in and so
0: And you could go into your blissful cocoon of, of uh status updates that's true. without him. Do, can do can you, I
3: respond to that? Can, can I respond yes, to that? absolutely,
0: so, Brandon, the defendant.
3: <laughs> if she did that, I would just reiterate everything to her later. I,
0: in she, real life, yeah, I mean, and not
3: because but, she doesn't want to. She usually agrees with me if we bring up a point. She's like, "Yeah, that's that's right," you know. But then she but, might
0: not see the Facebook fallout. True. From, that's true. From your campaigns here now. That's true. Brandon, do you think that Charlie's silence on this stuff makes her complicit in this? Yes sexism and homophobia that you're observing on your Facebook status feed.
3: Absolutely. Uh, To to quote a a peer, uh, Judge Joe Brown, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. That's Judge Joe Brown. He's on TV.
0: Well, Judge John Hodgman is just a hop, skip and a jump away from being on TV. I believe it. You're, you don't sound like an angry white guy ranting on Facebook, Brandon. It just sounds like First Amendment. You're trying to use social media as in its highest form as the new sort of town hall or, a, you know, a town square where we could have these kind of dialogues together. You're like Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Tech, and you're from Texas, Texas forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, well. I would say as a cautionary tale, you know sometimes it's good to write the email not always good to send it true just if you're trying to you're trying to make peace all right well that's that's my bailiff uh probably uncalled for uh guest bailiff advice (laughs) we'll be back in a moment with judge john hodgman's decision
1: hello i'm your judge john hodgman the judge john hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you our members of course Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at maximumfun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to maximumfun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babel. Okay, it's 2020-24. 20, 20, 20, 20, oh, if hindsight were 2020. 20, 20, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made. Step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language, Babel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babel. One study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, promo code HODGMAN. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise
0: as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. (laughs)
1: Ugh. I've been checking the chat room on this one, you guys, and things are getting out of hand. Really? No, there's no chat room. This isn't live. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I've been checking the chat room in my head as people are, are, are winding each other up. Um, different sides of my personality are are, are flame warring each other as I try to figure out what to say. So I found this crux, you guys. This is lying around and I found it. The issue here is not solely Brandon's behavior on the Internet and how it makes Charlie anxious and either does or does not distract Brandon from IRL in real life uh, and stress him out, too. It is also obviously an issue, I think it's come up again and again, of uh, culture you guys have left Texas, and you are now in Silicon Valley, which is a profoundly different political culture. And uh, you, uh, I think, also uh, tend to be more uh, socially liberal based on the conversations that we've had than some of the people who are in your Facebook life. And, uh, and you keep these people in your Facebook life, uh, as far as I can gather, because they are old friends. Uh, or uh, relations. There are people you care about and that you love. And when they express views, uh, we'll set aside the the bicycling one, because that doesn't fit into my theory. (laughs) But we'll set that one aside for a minute. (laughs) But but when these people in your lives express views that sort of take you aback, uh, whether they are uh, sort of, you know, casual, juvenile, misogyny, Or, you know, out and out sort of uh, uh, anti-gay sentiments, you feel a double pain. One, you feel the pain of someone expressing uh, something that you don't agree with, which is always frustrating, uh, especially if you feel passionately about a subject. And two, you're feeling it expressed by people that you have connection to and care about, right? Like, I don't get the sense, Brandon, that you're writing letters to the editor all day long. Because someone was wrong in the newspaper, right? Someone Correct. was wrong in your in your circle of curated Facebook friends, some of whom, uh, you know, still have an emotional hold on you, and uh, and and that that is an anxiety uh, and a, and a conundrum that drives you to action because it it adds an extra level of uncomfort and confusion and drives Charlie to inaction. That is to say, I don't want to know anything about this. Let's talk about new ways to make potatoes. Let's keep it all civil. And this comes up whether you are uh, on Facebook uh, or uh, whether you are uh, sitting around the table at Thanksgiving, what I like to call the Facebook of holidays, Mm. when all of a sudden (laughs) a little too much red wine flows and everyone's got to voice how much they hate Obama or whatever it is that divides your family. And then you have to make a choice of whether you're just going to eat these potatoes and say, "Wow, I can't believe you found a new way to make potatoes or say, I'm putting down my potato fork now. Cause I need to express myself even at the risk of there being conflict. That's what I think what charges this up. And you know, here's what I have to say. Your friend is someone that you love. Uh, the, the guy who, I presume it's a guy who posted that picture of the woman cooking. Um, What he posted was kind of creepy. It's not the... You know, it's... And you're saying he made a mistake. And I'm saying what I believe is true is that he has bad taste and bad judgment, right? I'm not saying he's a monster, but he has a set of what he thinks is funny that is not in tune with thinking that women are full human beings. And that is worth commenting on, in my opinion. You commented on it by saying, hey, watch out, you're putting something in a public forum and it might redound badly on you. Sort of uh, sidestepping the substance of what he's putting out there. Similarly with your other friend, or I guess family member or whoever it was, who started out by saying, if you choose to be gay, which automatically tells you exactly what he's going to say for the next 5,000 <laughs> lines and maybe 500 years if he <laughs> achieves immortality. <laughs> you know, you start out by saying, hey, you should watch how, watch what you say and how you say it out here. And that's not expressing your opinion, right? That's that's sidestepping your opinion. You feel like you want to say something, but you frankly, I think are just afraid to say what's on your mind. So you tone police, as they say on the SJW boards, you talk about how other people are talking instead of talking about what they're saying. And this, I think is the other crux, two cruxes, you guys double crux, you know, because you are, you are mixing it up online, but you're not, except with the example of the bicyclists being, not being the problem, the creepy dudes out your house being the problem. In these two cases that I think are more important, uh you're not saying what's on your mind, you're trying to make everyone nice and the truth is you're entitled to your opinion and they're entitled to their opinion and they, as you pointed out, put it out there it's that it's not like anyone forced them to say anti-gay stuff or to post g- gross stuff and if you feel if you feel your opinion is different and you are moved to express it, you are free to express it now, Monty is right, you don't always have to. it might be more productive to just say. Phew. Oh, I'm just going to go on with my life on this one. This guy's out to breakfast. It's a new saying I just made up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I but love where, it. I think,
1: where I think you're going wrong is by not expressing your opinion, but saying something anyway, trying to have it both ways, trying to say you're wrong, but it's really the way you're saying it that's wrong, or you should watch yourself because there are people out here watching. And and then what happens is the person with the original opinion defends himself And then you start, then it gets out of hand you start calling people half-wits and you get into a big fight, right? So, I think that the solution is not to get offline altogether or to start uh, turning things off, but instead to be less cowardly. If you feel strongly an opinion, because the truth is, there's more to life than just new ways to make potatoes. And people are expressing political opinions, cultural opinions, social opinions, and they have their right to do that. And there is a comment thread. And if you feel moved, you have a right to say what's on your mind. But the way I would encourage you in the, in the future going forward, Brandon, is to simply say what's on your mind. You said, I think what you said to him is, I, don't be a jerk on Facebook. It's not that being a jerk on Facebook. It's just being a jerk. Just say, instead, hey, I love you, but I really disagree with you on this matter. Period. Then don't look again. Then you've got your say in, and maybe the impossible will happen. Maybe that person will say, well, I wonder if there is some reason to think differently or or have a second thought. You can even be more specific and say, I don't think that homosexuality is a choice. And uh, here's why I think this isn't such a great idea, but this, this is my opinion given to you respectfully. Then you're just saying your thing, and then you jump out and let anyone else flame war about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think that that would reduce—I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that the stress of this cultural— uh, shift that is, or this cultural chasm that exists in your Facebook world, you can you can alleviate it in two ways. One, turn it off and forget about it, and go on with your life up there in Northern California, uh, and uh, and and just ignore what everyone else is saying. And I bet you'd have a very happy life if you just looked at the at each other and your love and and the life around you not care about what people are saying on the internet but if you are going to stay in touch with your friends and your family and the world in this way and you have opinions that you need to express just opinion just opinionize say what's really on your mind get out and leave it at that because and i i mean there's no way because your your cousins and your friends and your and your people in your life they have a right to their opinion you have an equal right to your opinion and a right to express it so i can't find in favor of the plaintiff i'm sorry charlie i can't order someone to not talk on the internet if that's what they feel like doing because that is a matter of free speech but i will warn brandon as i find in his favor to A, express your opinion succinctly and make sure it is your opinion and you're not covering it up for it with a bunch of niceness, don't tone police. And B, remember this quote from Randall Munro, from the creator of XKCD. I can't remember where I heard this, but someone once said that defending a position by citing free speech is sort of the ultimate concession. You're saying that the most compelling thing you can say for your position is that it's not literally illegal to express it. Ponder on that deep one, you guys. Enjoy the internet. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules, that is all.
0: Charlie. Yes. Are you happy with Judge John Hodgman's warning rather than ruling in your favor?
2: I, my mouth is agape. I, when he said that, I was like, oh no, he's throwing gasoline on a fire. It's going to get worse. But towards the conclusion, I there's peace in my heart over the decision
0: because you could take it as the gasoline on the fire thing in the sense that it's kind of like the judge has said, Brandon, you know, go for broke.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Let her rip (laughs) when you're going to when you're going to
0: comment on on Facebook (laughs) rather than tone police, which I would say, Brandon, sounds very kind of, uh, you know. Amicable and and peace loving in the way that you've handled these things.
2: Oh, he can he can let it rip. Yeah, we haven't.
0: We have not heard any examples of him really letting it rip. If half wit is his greatest crime on on social media while he's standing up to misogynists and homophobes, I would say Brandon Brandon falls
1: into the hero category. Guest bailiff. I have to jump. I have to jump in and just say I am not. Please do. I am not. Saying Brandon that you should let it rip. I'm just saying you shouldn't <laughs> hide your opinion behind behind geniality, and instead figure out what your opinion is, say it as thoughtfully and respectfully as possible, and then get out. Tiptoe in, tiptoe out like a Facebook cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> say it with and, love and don't and, and don't attack people. Go ahead uh, and don't and don't call don't call people names.
0: Now you say. I was gonna say, I mean, like I mentioned before, he is from Texas, and with the tough love and and real love of Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, that's what he did really well. You know, you could he could he could lay into Tim Riggins, but you left that conversation feeling like, wow, I'm a better person from both listening to your advice and listening to the way you gave that advice. So
1: that's all you know. I would say, if you want, you can record this, and then. You can just post an audio response to any of these people. Just and this is what it's going to be. Just record this. The stars at night are big and bright. Don't hate on gays or women. I love it. (laughs) All right. We got to go. We got to go, guys. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast.
2: Thank you. you. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
0: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast secretly incredibly fascinating
2: find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app
0: and at maximumfun.org thanks to charles pearson giving us the case name troll o contendere To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at wwwmaximumfundorg slash JJ Ho. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte.
1: I'm your judge, John Hodgman. And uh, I should say that people are occasionally right on the Internet. And on this subject, we did get an email from Kurt after he listened to our recent episode, An Alchemic Clark Borrowed Delight. Pointing out that I uh, I was wrong. Elliot Gould played Philip Marlowe in The Long Goodbye, not Sam Spade. So uh, we will always acknowledge your corrections when you write in, although I will say for now and forever after, a hot dog is not a sandwich. And we will also review your cases and disputes for the internet air. If you send them to Hodgman at MaximumFund.org or navigate to MaximumFund.org slash JJ Ho, you'll find a form there. All your disputes are sent to me. I review them all. No case too small, no case too big, some cases too medium. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Hodgman. You can follow Jesse Thorne, our regular bailiff, at at Jesse Thorne. Monty Belmonte is on Twitter but doesn't use it that much. You can follow him on Facebook at what, Monty? Monty Belmonte. While you're over there at Facebook, why don't you check out the Judge John Hodgman Facebook group, as well as the Maximum Fun org on facebook group where a lot of people are having great discussions and not yelling at each other and they are being real decent to each other and it's a nice thing to do i heard one monty. person called someone a half wit but that was it i heard i they're mainly just calling each other full wits because they like right it. yeah monty who produced this episode
0: julia smith produces the show mark mcconville who i got to meet
1: irl at the wilco solid sound festival is our editor And I am here, IRL, in Blue Hill, Maine, at the studios of WERU-FM, where Joel Mann once again took over the summer engineering duties for me, John Hodgman. Thank you, Joel. You can find out all of my upcoming appearances. There are lots of them that have just been announced over at johnhodgman.com slash tour. And then it just falls to guest bailiff Monty Belmonte to say, thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. A hot dog is not a sandwich.